Hello, Bachelor Nation. Welcome to Pillow Talk from the Fantasy Suite. This isn't the kind of pillow talk you may be thinking of. This is Fantasy Suite Pillow Talk, where we dish dirt and discuss all things Bachelor. We're your hosts, Mark and Renee, just two friends who like to chat weekly about the happenings on Bachelor Franchise TV. So go ahead and eavesdrop in on our conversation. So, Renee, as this season of The Bachelor has progressed, I am finding a small nuance that is annoying the crap out of me. And that is Matt's laughter. It's been planted in my mind ever since Heather showed up. And he did that nervous laughter, Heather, right? And I'm hearing it now throughout this episode specifically, it shows up in every exchange that Matt has with the four remaining women. And it's like the stall tactic. It sounds fake. It's annoyingly repeatable for him. Like he does the exact same laugh every single damn time. And now I'm going to infect you because now you're going to pick it out when you watch the uh, fantasy suite date show and you're gonna be like oh you're right mark but it's causing me to hate this season now and it's just a recent development but it's annoying the piss out of me yeah i i cannot say that i have noticed the laugh other than to say that he's got it reminds me of people who and and a lot of girls do this where they go oh my god that's so funny but they're not actually laughing correct like it's forced you know, it's like if it was really funny, you'd, you'd be laughing and it would be a genuine laugh and we'd be able to tell. But instead you go, oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, it, it's a complete reaction mechanism for him to buy yeah, time. Yeah. He buys time with it so he can process what's happening and think up his next move, what he's going to say, what he's going to do. And it's just grinding on me now. It's like, he OK, doesn't once... say like, like, like. Ooh. Instead, he does the laugh. Yes. That's he does his, not that's say his the time like. That's his time by our crutch phrase, crutch, whatever, ism. And whatever. it's got me on a, like, not liking him right now for other reasons than him just being a very boring bachelor. I hate the laugh. Just hate it. That he is extremely boring. This season has gotten so dry, so fast. In yeah. Like, once the drama of Queenie and... MJ and some of the bad girls, once they exited stage left, the thing is just like slowed to a grinding halt, like molasses. And it's it's just dragging on because there's no spice. There's no pizzazz in it anymore. It's just a bunch of boring people on boring dates with ho-hum conversations that are utterly forgettable. But we are going to recap and, and cover those conversations as we go through this summary pod of the hometown contrived at Nima colon through the pandemic. Can't get a real hometown again, just like Tasha season. We're all in the same spot, but we do get some breaks from, I'm going to say the campus, the, the estate that is Nima colon. And uh, we open this episode with, of course, Peloton being in the foreground of Matt's workout. How much money do you think Peloton paid ABC for all this product placement? I don't know, but shout out to my boy, Alex Toussaint. 
uh, he is obviously Matt's instructor of choice as he is mine. Uh, and it's because I notice him on the screen every time. <laughs> and the, the ride that Matt was doing, I was like, oh, I know that ride. I did that right. ride. <laughs> yeah, he's getting some FaceTime, too. So maybe Alex is getting some more followers from the uh, Peloton There's an Royalist. idea for you. I got an idea of who can be the next Bachelor. You think Alex? That would make me happier than anything I can currently think of. <laughs> you think he would give up his groupies for a shot at one of 25 women? You know, he's swimming yeah. in ass right He's swimming in ass right now. Probably better caliber ass than that of the Bachelor contestants. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I won't, I won't get into all that. I'll just say that I would very much enjoy a season of The Bachelor with, with Alex. As oh, like. it's instant following from the fan base of Peloton. Those, those loyalists would flock to ABC to watch their boy be front and center. So it's, it's well, not and, a bad And, you know, Alex has, has been doing a lot of social media, you know, tete-a-tete with uh, Tyler C. and Matt, you know, a lot of his stories and vice versa. So I don't know. So he's like pseudo in the family already. Oh, yeah. Like, he's by proxy. like Matt and, uh, Matt and Tyler C. It, it's, that's They appear to have, you know, some sort of friendship. Damn. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on, shall we? So yeah. Uncle Chris does his typical day or morning after the rose ceremony, rise and shine, ladies. And he's got the announcement that he has brought various family members and friends, loved ones, to Nima Colon. The breakdown is this. Serena is going to have her mom, dad, and sister Talia Rachel's going to have her mom, her dad, and her sister, Trinity. Michelle's got her mom and dad. I assume no siblings that she has. And then this is interesting. Brie has her best friend, Brie, same name, and her mom and her baby sister. So that's how it's going to go this week. Matt's going to meet them all and do the typical, you know, not have a meal, but just get grilled by both parents and siblings end up being the peripherals where they don't really have much to say except for uh serena's sister talia and so surprise surprise michelle's date is oh this very day so go get ready yeah the whole chris coming in and giving i mean i was just like okay can we move on like we don't need we're gonna see who's (laughs) there when they meet them so we don't necessarily need like this you know, laundry list of who's going to oh, be yeah. there for each person. You know, it just kind of, I, I have felt on multiple occasions this season that things are being done to eat up time. Yeah. You know, normally I feel like things are being edited out and there are things that we're not seeing that we should be seeing. Yes. And, and it's like, there's so little substance this year that instead of editing things out they are literally editing things in like okay chris is going to stand here for 10 minutes and list off who's going to be here hey make chris work a little bit come on he skated on this kind of stuff in seasons past where we never saw him at all 
So it's good to see more appearances. Uh, at least he's working for his paycheck. Yeah, it's just boring. I mean, it is. It like, is. It's, it's not know. value added. You're right. It's no, not, and if there's if there's that little to see, then make it an hour. Like, don't eat up two hours of my life. Oh, but the advertisements. We need. Uh, no, we need no. commercial blocks to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the date date between Michelle and Matt after the typical crotch to crotch jump hug and kiss. Uh, we jump on some cruiser bikes and we go off the estate and the fun day that, they, that she has planned is going to be an inside look at her life via Mrs. Young's classroom. So they bike off site to some school, some elementary school. Ms. Young, not Mrs. Ms. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. 20, 27. I'd say Miss. I guess she could be Miss Young still. Kind of showing that board of spring chicken versus the older Ms. MS. Dot. She put Ms. Dot on the sign. So yeah. really, and she I wanted to be that, called Ms. That's the more professional Agreed. version. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so they got some auditorium. They threw up a flat screen, and they've got a whole bunch of kids from Ms. Young's classroom. Which the timing is weird because if this is fall, when did Ms. Young actually meet these kids? Are they from like, were they from last year? Because if she's been filming to September and October, she wasn't there for the school start. So who the, how the fuck are these kids knowing her? You thought about that uh, logistically? Yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah, I she mean, was gone for the start of the school year. True, true. Unless they start super early. I mean, we or, start or, beginning or of August. Round, if it's year-round school, it could be that. True, true. Anyway, I was like, wait, is it that math's not adding up? Because um, of the quarantine extra two weeks, there's no way she was there for fall kickoff by Labor Day or whatever. All right. Um, so we got a Zoom class going on, or a Zoom session with her students, and it's firing squad, where she puts Matt up to bat to field questions from her students. You know, is this your girlfriend? Have y'all kissed yet? It's a typical kind of embarrassing shit. And this is where Matt turns on the laughter. Every every question, oh, 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 oh no. Uh, anyway, it, it was fucking lame. And every question answered with avoidance, like oh, a true politician, you know? I oh, mean, he was deft at that dodging and not yeah. committing. And I'm going to support Ms. Young by being her biggest cheerleader. What? Well, because let's be honest, that? these kids literally asked harder hitting questions than matter any contestant this season has thus far there's not been anything of substance talked about between matt and the contestants so it's like you know there's there's no difficult conversations being had these kids brought out the big guns yeah and clearly this is some like rich ass private school because it was clearly a stage where you did like plays and performances but fucking stadium seating like who what school looks like that looks like a freaking corporate education seminar type place but it was clearly a school but was it a school oh it had to be a school totally was a school like that stage was like where you do your little plays your little musicals and such i don't know i mean it kind of looks similar to like the union theater at lsu yeah but they went outside and there's a fucking playground where they had the picnic yeah true okay so it was some ritzy ass private community type school like yeah, anyway. People who live in the Nemecolon area. It's some fucking upper crust, <laughs> yeah, white bread, Pennsylvania, rich boy school. Anyway, all right. Uh, very boring Zoom call. 
and then a nondescript picnic where they don't actually break into the uh, juice boxes and such. Uh, and then we're off to meeting the family. Tell me, what were your impressions of dad? Uh, well, let me just say that Michelle's parents are national treasures. They are absolutely precious. Um, <laughs> I think they should be protected at all costs. And <laughs> from what? Uh, from anything, everything. Okay, okay. COVID, nuclear, Holocaust, you know, everything, everything. Put them right. in a chamber somewhere with Betty White and take good care of them. They are like the most precious little couple yeah. ever. They were charming. I say they were charming personalities. Uh, very, very nice people. You could tell. The mom reminded me of the the lady that's on the commercial. Okay, do you know the commercial for? I think it's for like dryer sheets or wrinkle release or something like that, where the, the grandparents are in the closet and they're trying to get something off the high shelf, and the grandson thinks that they're having sex or something. <laughs> What channel have you been watching? What the hell have are you, you talking not seen about? Okay, Ew. so it's like the little grandma and grandpa, and she's trying to get something off the shelf, and she's like, oh, oh, and he's like, oh, and the kid, like, takes his head, his ear, you know, AirPods or whatever out, yeah. and he's like making a face like, oh, no, and then they come out of the closet, and their clothes are all wrinkled, and they're disheveled looking. And the commercial is for some sort of detergent or, you know, dryer sheet or something that's a wrinkle release. Got it. Okay. So anyway, there's a sweet little old lady on that commercial who reminded me a little bit of Michelle's mom. All right. Okay. Well, I can't, clearly can't uh, place that reference to, yeah, I'll have to YouTube that shit later. I I loved dad's soothing ass asmr voice it was just nice to listen to just calming but he looked old did you see me he did, did you see me look a little bit old to be her dad i mean both of her parents looked you know didn't look super young but I, it wasn't it didn't strike me enough that i was like wow dad looks you know extra old or anything See, like mom that. looked right mom looked right mom okay you take 27 add maybe 32 okay so we're getting like the late 50s all right that mom seems there that seemed like he was pushing 70 or over yeah yeah it's i like, could see that i don't know i think it maybe was just mid 60s which let's put it this way if she had introduced him to me as her grandpa i would not have thought twice about it true true anyway he was a wise old guy, you know, a straight shooter with a large dose of realism by the questions he asked both Matt and Michelle. Very good conversation that uh, they had. Did you hear, it was very subtle and it was very soft-spoken, but apparently something serious happened to Michelle. I think he said two years ago, but I thought I heard 10. I couldn't hear it very clearly, but 10 would have put her at 17, which... Doesn't seem to be the age for, you know, life changing dramatics, but no, I want to know what it was that was. Two years ago. Two. There's been lots what of chatter about it online Ooh, about spill the tea. Well, no, no tea. Just everyone's pretty upset that, you know, we've had so little substance this season and no real talk between Matt and any of the ladies. And there's obviously something here that would have right. would have been, you know, would have made sense for them to discuss at least. Right, um, like that's that's what like everybody's like, what was that and why didn't? Why yeah, didn't I mean it, it bears dis- it bears 
a, a chat at least. And so, you know, I mean, I think the 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 general assumption is that she had a, a pretty bad breakup that she did not bounce back from very easily. And her parents kind of oh. were, were there to help pick her back up. Yeah, because she's still tearing up thinking about that event. So whatever it was, yeah, it was pretty I, damn serious. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, who knows? Who knows? It could be that she refuses to talk about it, that she doesn't want to talk about it. It could be that, I mean, it just could be that he's not asking questions of, that matter. I mean, there's lots of fun being had. There's lots of uh, yeah. small talk, you know, because I mean, but one of the first things you would ask if you were on a one on one. Yeah, there's none of this hard hitting stuff that we've yeah, seen. Tell in me past about season. your last relationship and how did it end and why? Like, what, like, it's a simple question. Your last serious relationship. When did it end? And why and what do you like, learn from it? Yeah. yeah, what happened? Like that's something I want to know on date number one to see if you're are you a basket case? Are you still fucked up over this or are you ready to move on? Anyway, yeah, that, mean, that's that's logical. ABC is paying attention, and I'm sure they have someone whose job it is to literally comb the interwebs and pick up on all the chatter and all the things that people are talking about. Um, then I'm sure that person will report back, and whoever ends up hosting the after the final rose episode um, will, I'm assuming, more than likely bring that up and ask her those questions. Yeah, right on. So other than the little pickup hoops game that they played out, because, of course, there was a hoop in the backyard of this cottage that they're renting. And I so, so wanted to see Matt at 6'6", just swat somebody into the rafters and go, get out of here. Not in my house. Of course, he wasn't going to do that because it's your girlfriend's family. You don't do that. But I wanted because also it's boring as shit. He had the ability to do it, though. He could just slam that ball. Anyway. Yeah, but did you see mom? Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing dude. but net, man. Three-point yeah. shot. <laughs> mom was also blo- blocking him out, playing a little defense, too. Yeah, so. I thought that, too. Really, that was good. Really, they both played many, many hours of basketball with Michelle because she's the one that played college ball, right? Right, right. So, well, yeah. they said she was a college athlete. I mean, I'm assuming it was possibly basketball. Okay. Could have been track and field. I I, I put that two, to, two, two together, told myself yeah. a story. So, thanks for that clarification. But other than that, that's the last note I had on this date. Anything else we want to cover? I mean, just again reiterating how absolutely precious her parents were with their little their little smooch on the court there. looking. <laughs> I mean, they're just you know they're what everybody wants their parents to be. Yeah, absolutely. We we all hope we can we can age into a couple like that. Yeah, in but our it was a cute in our years. I mean, it wasn't anything you know, nothing life changing, nothing. Um, uh, oh, I guess I guess it's worth mentioning um, Matt saying that he'd be willing to move to Michigan. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. What I mean, it's They're all the same. Shit, They're all the so. same. Big ten, big ten <laughs> yeah, states are all yeah. the same. I mean, so basically he's saying, you know, he's going to give up his life in New York City and move to Minnesota if that's what it takes to be with her. So yeah. All right. Better him than me. Shit. Let's talk about Rachel. Now, this was the kickoff of this date was so fucking 1990s retro. First of which, the wardrobe choice. She's wearing this like fucking knockoff hyper color looking pink sweater. Did you notice this 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 gear like was straight out of 1991? 
Yeah, you know, hyper, I, hyper I was not a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, changes color. All right, so she rolls up in a fucking Plymouth Prowler, which they only made like between '97 and '01. So they must have gone to some antique sports car store to rent this thing. Um, comes up in a Plymouth Prowler, blindfolds him uh, to, because she doesn't want to give away the secret that she's going to drive him to an airstrip for some skydiving. So we're, we're like, what what fucking year is this, is this going on in? Uh, it, we have a couple of stoner pilots and what I call jump dudes. These are the guys that are strapped to your back to ensure that, uh, you know, the parachute cord gets ripped at the right time and that you don't kill yourself being a total noob uh, because you haven't gone skydiving before. Did you notice the guy that was strapped to Rachel? Uh, he up? was all of like 12 years <laughs> old. I was like 14 at the oldest. Like, what is this little boy doing fucking jumping out of planes with adults strapped to him? No <laughs> shit. I'm sorry, but if I'm Rachel, I'm like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. No. Sorry. I need a grown up. Even the pilot seemed like he was stoned out of his mind. Like, hey, brah. Like, we're going to go do that. Like, oh, uh, but no. You're not flying this plane with me in it. But uh, what did they go to? With 10,000 feet and they pulled at 5,000 or something? I don't know. I they was gave, not listening to a thing. It was 12,000. Yeah, because all I was, that I was audibly saying, nope. 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 I'm, nah, out. I'm out. If that means I don't get picked, then, <laughs> you know, I wish you all the best with whoever you end up with because I'm not doing it. Oh, all right. So... The, dr- the drama of this, obviously, is the landing for Rachel. And they teased this in the promo last week, maybe even two weeks ago. But Matt gets okay, pulls up his legs and lands properly. An old 14-, 12-year-old guy, whatever he is, I don't think he coached Rachel up enough to get her legs up as they were coming in. And she just slammed. I thought, damn, did she just snap her ankle? Well, I don't, but you know what? You could see they were kind of getting blown around. Like, I think maybe they caught some wind and they weren't able to slow down and control the landing as well as, I'm sure that in combination with the fact that this guy is a child who's probably only done this once before, and the fact that Rachel probably didn't do what she was supposed to do, it was probably a combination of a lot of factors, but I mean, homegirl bit it hard. Yeah, the wind looked like it was fucking with them at the very last second. But I think you're supposed to, like, if you have somebody behind you and a little bit lower, you pull your legs up because you want the guy in the back to take the brunt of the landing. You know, land on his ass. And then you land on him, and it's not as bad for the noob. But anyway, it it all got fucked up. And, yeah, she she slammed it pretty hard. And, Rachel! He comes right. All hero, Matt, while, while the paramedics are, like, wheeling in to do, you know, an evaluation. He's coming up like the hero. Totally dramatic. She's fine. Well, and then, like, picks her up and start. like, I'm sorry, but if I slam into the ground that hard, please do not come and move me, okay? Exactly. Maybe yes. wait for, like, a, you know, one of those boards or whatever with the, I need the neck brace. Yeah. I, like, I. I might have broke my spine or something and you might have just made it worse. That's like yeah. the first thing they teach you in, in right. any sort of no like, injured person. Yep. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> But he's bound and determined to cradle her in his arms. Like yeah, yeah. His love is going to save her broken back. We're the, we're the EMTs. So like, no, sir, get the fuck back. Yeah, could you move? <laughs> Let us do our job. 
But even if I'm Rachel, I'm like, could you fucking move and let these guys (laughs) who actually know what to do, like, get in here and take care of me? I might be about to die. Did you notice how how fast they cut when she's getting interviewed with all the grass and her hair is all fucked up? And a a split second later, her hair is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like Pantene quality hair. stupid that's when i was like oh she's fine like you know like i felt bad for like a second and then i was like oh i mean clearly she's fine enough to sit there and go through hair and makeup again (laughs) all right so that that was the drama of the day date and that was pretty much it so time to go meet well but i mean can we also just say this was all your idea rachel Ooh, it was that's what you get. Don't be planning stupid dates like that. Want to be adventurous. Mm-hmm. Drive her man around blindfolded like uh, some 50 shades of gray or something. Go anyway. On. All right. Family time with the, what are they? The What's her name? McConkle? Kirk Connell. Kirk Connell. Like, Kirk Kirk, Connell. like K-I-R-K and then Connell. All right. So the Kirk Connells, Daryl. Oh, what a great name for some hillbilly from Georgia. Daryl Kirkconnell got these huge <laughs> bags, these massive bags under his eyes. I guess it's uh, but OK, like, I'm sorry if I'm Matt and I finally get to go to Fantasy Suite. All I'm going to see is her dad's face because she looks exactly like him. Well, you can. Yeah, you can see the features, the eyebrows that, that oh, got man. that got put into the the blonde. We never learned her mom's name. Listen, I never saw it on the Chiron. But her blonde mom, you could tell where it got enhanced to brunette from that dad. But, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, he's got the huge bags. He's wearing what I consider like a redneck fancy shirt of this, like, black wannabe country shirt. But it's, like, a little more formal than something you typically typically wear at home. Yeah, the wardrobe. What do you think of this guy? Just what you think of Daryl. What do we think of Daryl? Uh, I, I don't know. Lots I mean, of comparisons that, online to the family from Get Out. Did you see oh, the movie? Oh, I, I seen Get Out. Yeah, talking about like like Bradley, uh, not Bradley Cooper. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of his name, but yeah, the guy. He's also Whitford. In, uh, Bradley Whitford. Excuse me. Yes. Not Bradley yes. Whitford. Yeah. Okay. I don't mean right. like person to person. I just mean like the general idea with all the scandal yeah. that's gone on with yeah. Rachel and oh, the party. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But I feel like he's unshaven. He's got the alcoholic cheeks. Like he just looks like a mess. Yeah. I, I don't. And, and she just ugh, really like, I mean, I know he's probably saying the same things to other girls, and maybe this is just immature of me to say, but I think I'm different. Oh, of course you do, sweetie. Of course oh, you yeah. do. That's daddy's princess right there. You leave like, her alone. Can we slam her into the ground again, please? Okay, let's slam her for the conversation. So when, when mom pulls her aside, this is where it gets good. Because <laughs> Rachel states that she has no red flags. Of no, Matt. none. Of course Never not. seen him have a bad day. Because a staged reality TV show where there's no work, no distractions. All you have to do is work out, relax, and look hot for your dates that that are already scripted and planned by ABC. (laughs) No transportation is required. Nobody can cut you off in traffic. You know, it's like this perfectly isolated 
world. Yeah, it's a bubble. It's yeah, a bubble. Microcosm. And, yeah. So why yeah. would she ever see him have a bad day? But Rachel had a hard day because driving a prowler and skydiving makes for a hard day. Yeah. You don't see my bruises. <laughs> well, I have a lot of makeup on right now. And her mom laughs. Not like, oh, no, baby, I really hurt. She laughs. I'm like, what? Mom, what the hell? <laughs> she just told you that she's really hurt, like bruised badly. And you but laugh. Also, like, let us see it. OK. Oh, right. Like, I want to see that you're really hurt because as of right now, you have a lot of makeup on. But then again, you always have a lot of makeup on. So I don't know how much I believe like that your face is really banged up. You yeah. can see that okay. one side was swollen. But. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit on it being severely bruised. Maybe yeah. some discoloration. There's not a lot of swelling. I thought and maybe she had up. like dislocated her shoulder or something. Like for, from the way she slammed into the ground, I expected some real injuries. All right. So what do you think about mom? Well, let's get let's get into mom, who we don't know her name. She was kind of boring. She and seemed a, like a yeah. dingbat. She was she was redneck pretty. Like she had a decent body. I guess. Got a bleach blonde hair, kind of got yellowy teeth, but I don't know how those two genes pools came together and made those two daughters. I mean, and by the way, we got gypped on Trinity. We were told we were going to see Trinity. She didn't say shit the entire time. She looked hot whenever Matt walked in and we never saw her again until the exit. How did you have two kids and you name one Rachel and the other one Trinity? Well, okay. okay, let's, Let's do the math. This tr- Trinity looks about 21. And do you remember the Matrix trilogy? That's yeah. about the time. That came yeah. out about 99, 2000. But it's just one is like a very boring, like biblical name. And the other one is like, you know, something that, you know, she, she probably had a pole in her room growing up. It's, it is a stripper name. <laughs> but it's also, again, it, got, it probably got popular because of, again, the Matrix trilogy. But it's also religious if you go with the trinity so they played it just right mm-hmm. okay come on, come on. <laughs> come on i'm still i don't know how those two those two people produce those two hot chicks well but, but hey, i've seen it before deal. i mean you can have two slightly unfortunate looking people produce good looking children it happens often i believe it and even though i got hosed on seeing trinity thank god for instagram because as i sent you one i think last week we're getting some pictures with Rachel and Trinity, so keep those coming, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Any uh, conversation tidbits besides the ones we talked about? What do you think about her dad grilling Matt a little bit? Uh, he didn't really grill him that hard. I, I mean, I think the 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 takeaway here was how she was disappointed that he didn't ask for her hand in marriage. Like, I really do think that she believes that, that she's the only one left that matters. Hell yeah. You know, she's and a, she's got a big head. She's got a big head right now. Yeah. Her, her, her confidence levels are a little inflated. If you ask me, well, she got the princess date, which automatically puts her, I mean, in her own mind, like, okay, this is mine to lose now. And then she's been looking at the competition as if that field gets whittled down. And she's probably going like, huh, Bree. Yeah, we're probably comparable on looks, but I got her a little bit, a half step. And then Michelle and Serena, oh, hell no. I got a full step on those two. So, yeah. I, hey, I disagree. I'm sorry. Rachel has no personality. Whoa. Whoa. She Whoa. is uh, like your quintessential 
ding dong Instagram mm. influencer type. Hell yeah. I'm wholly unimpressed with her. I'll take a Brie or a Michelle any day over a Rachel. Oh, I'm down with Brie. Uh, Brie, yeah, I like Brie, but oof, Rachel. At least mm. there's some substance there, you know? Agreed. Agreed. But mm. all right. We will see what Matt thinks. That's all that really matters here. <laughs> all right. Let's get on to Brie, shall we? All right. So as we recall, these two connected quickly because of the single parent homes uh, identity. They, they connected off that. And she's going to take it back to the very first date, the first date where Matt tipped them over on a ATV going up a hill. So we're going to do some more off-roading, but this time in a Skittles lime green Jeep. And, of course, Bree's going to drive. Like She tells him, get in, the passenger side. So <laughs> second date in a row where the lady is driving the bachelor around, and Matt has no problem with that. So they go mudding, do some rock climbing. This is barely rock climbing. There's like a few boulders here and there. Um but they ended up in a having a picnic in a field somewhere on top of a hill. Boring ass conversation that I didn't really take note of. Anything noteworthy? Yeah, no. Once again, very very little talk of anything that actually matters. I mean, it's all the stuff that you would expect. Oh, what do, you know? Are you nervous? Blah blah blah. Just be yourself. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Same old shit. And she prefaced it that yeah, my family's not normal, so you're not going to get the typical, you know, again, she reiterates the the t- standard family. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't come from that myself, so don't worry about that. So the next scene is we got Matt and Bree walking down a road, and Matt's got flowers and a giant stuffed rabbit in the other hand. And I forgot about baby sister. Like, yeah, but also the- clearly has Matt never met a baby? <laughs> like what the fuck is this no. baby gonna do with this giant ass stuffed animal that now Bree's poor mother is gonna have to try to haul home on a right. freaking airplane? It's gonna cost her seventy five bucks to ship that thing. Right? Home. I mean, come on. More than the fucking rabbit's worth. Yeah, I didn't think about that logistically. Yeah, that's yeah. Sucks. Like, oh, look, look, she loves it. No, she doesn't. She's a fucking baby. <laughs> so Lauren is Bree's mom, and of course, Bree's best friend is Bree. So we have two Brees and a Lauren, and then get baby, whatever the hell her name is, name is one-year-old baby girl. That uh, is her baby sis, baby baby sister. Yeah, uh, you know it. Bree talked about how her mom had her when she was super young, and then she had another kid. But I guess in my head, I was assuming that. I don't know. I guess the timeline was off in my head. I took it to mean that she had maybe a sister that was like 10 years old or something like that. Like, I had no idea that Bree's mom was that young. Like, that could have been her sister. Like, when she walked in, I was like, that can't be her mom. Yeah, what's her age? 38, I want to say. Why am I pulling that number out? Did they I flash her? I didn't, um, I didn't catch it, but wow. Like, really, really young. Yeah. All right. So this is the first time I'm sensing Lauren as a mama bear ain't buying Matt's act. Did you notice this when they were talking? Yeah. Like yeah. mom wasn't picking up what Matt was putting down. She hadn't. She isn't buying what Matt's selling. And even Bree was a realist. Bree, her friend, was a realist with what's going on. So they're they're calling. They're kind of sniffing bullshit in the air. 
uh-uh. on on Matt's one-liners. And I, I just got that feeling. Lauren is a good mom. You can tell with her interactions with Bree and the way she's handling Matt. Like, she's protecting, and she's trying to cut through the bullshit. Bree's mom is, is no fool. Bree's friend, no fool. Like, they get that. I think they're probably skeptics about the process to begin yes, with. The and process, then meeting yeah. Matt and seeing that it's just a bunch of like big smiles and ha ha ha. And, you know, yeah, the, the, you know, the one thing we have in common is that we both grew up in single parent households. Well, yeah, but like, so does half the fucking yeah, population, dude. That doesn't make you special. <laughs> right. It's like, give us something specific that what do you like about Brie? What's yeah. what, what separates her? Yeah. Anyway, that's that's really all I had on this one. Yeah, there wasn't much. I did. I, I will say, Bree was a natural with the baby. Um, yeah. And then Matt looked completely and totally terrified. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> petrified, like, oh, baby, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, pull my finger, baby. <laughs> and then the baby like grabs his finger and immediately starts crying. I'm like, <laughs> she didn't like that big ass rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, it's clear. Matt Matt doesn't have uh, nieces or nephews to experiment with with the whole baby phase. Hey, I was the same way. So yeah, man, just just kind of figure it out as you go, Matt. All right, shall we get to Serena P? Serena P. We still want to call Serena P, or is she just Serena at this point? She's just Serena now to me. Okay, that C is gone. She's Serena. (laughs) All right, in the opening of this date, I thought Serena she smiles too damn much. And she sounds like a fucking cheerleader, annoyingly. Yeah, she's a little um, over perky, over enthusiastic yeah. about things, you know, to the extent that it feels a little like it's not genuine. Yeah. Yeah. She's like Kelly Ripa on like three cups of Starbucks. Right, right. Bouncing around all bubbly and shit. So we're going to have a day date that is all things Canada, including a vocabulary pop quiz, some taste testing of some weird-ass Canadian cuisine, and of course, we're going to finish with an ice hockey match, one-on-one match, otherwise known as soccer on ice. So, well, let's just Canada. say, as far as Canadian cuisine goes, I didn't know about anything, but I do know about poutine, okay? Yeah, poutine and that looks um, like, in theory, poutine sounds amazing. Like, it's really? fries. With yeah. cheese curds and gravy, uh-huh. that sounds uh, amazing. Do you not? I mean, have you never had cheese fries with gravy? I like cheese. I don't have gravy on fries. Well, I like I, I enjoy dipping my cheese fries in gravy. However, that poutine looked like it had been sitting there being <laughs> congealed for like at least twenty four <laughs> hours. That oh, no. that was like fear factor. Like I don't want to eat this. This has been sitting out. It's gonna give me digestive distress. Yeah, it didn't look appetizing at all. Yeah. I mean under any other normal circumstances, I would have been really jazzed to eat some like legit Canadian poutine. But that looks like someone who's never actually had poutine before decided to like make it and then let it sit and get cold. It was very unappetizing. Yeah, so uh, I was not really engaged in this whole Canadian day-date thing about guessing how many points are on the damn Canadian flag. Yeah, who the fuck, no, that was who stupid. Who the fuck cares? But Serena can ice skate like 
Oh, like, totes. She I was, was like, damn, on... girl. <laughs> yeah, she's got moves. She's like born on a pair of skates. Been skate yeah. shoes, too. All right, you want to get into the family time? Yeah. I mean, there, there was there was a lot of, like, ho-hum, boring stuff on this episode, I feel well, like. Well, it was. So we're trying to make it interesting. Starting with Talia. Talia's fucking cute, dude. I'm down with that. Yeah. Her little sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt got her number, or ABC got her number for the next casting call. How about her mother, uh, Rosna? You yeah, she, she looked like she wasn't putting up with any crap. You know, you know who she reminds me of? Rosna is a dead ringer for Mother Gothel from Tangled. Yes! Were you thinking that? Oh, my gosh! Yes! I wasn't, but now that you say it, I cannot unsee it. Yes! The dark mother hair, the dark complexion. Mother knows best. That's what I, <laughs> and she wasn't buying his shit either. Yeah, no, not at all. So the uh, the real turning point of this family portion is when Talia pulls Serena aside and tells her that she doesn't look smitten or doesn't seem smitten with Matt. And the look on Serena's face goes from like happy to like like she's at a funeral and visibly shaken. Well, yeah, because like, she knows like, she's been found out. <laughs> yeah, but of course your sister knows you best, right? And oh, so, you see it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck. And so, and like, trying really every... hard to be super enthusiastic, but it's clearly not working. Yeah, and so she, she's essentially mind fuck Serena. Serena starts talking her about her doubts with mom next. And so this thing, this thing just fucking snowballs. And it looks like that there was a another relationship that Serena was in that is still messing with her head. Like, she's not over whatever, whatever last guy that she was with. Something went really horribly wrong, and her tears are now flowing. She's totally in her head. And now, like, the red flags are out for her, telling the entire audience, you and me, that this girl is clearly not ready for a serious relationship, much less an engagement. Like, this girl needs to put herself back together and maybe yeah. not date anybody for a while. Because I don't think she knows her ass from her elbow when it comes to relationships right now. Like her, her up and down are, are all mixed up. And yeah, this is bad. And and the, you know, ABC setting setting the stage for either she's going to take herself out of the equation or, or Matt's going to pick up on it and put her on Front Street, which will end up in the same way, right? Right, right. So anything else you want to talk about from the family portion? No, I mean not a not a lot to say there other than that, that her her mom and her sister definitely saw right through. Oh yes. You know the whole like look at Matt, he's my future husband. Right. Bit. I'm I so mean, happy. No, yeah, you're not. yeah, yeah. So uh, it was, you know, so many times you see that, and the the mom or the sister or whoever goes, I mean, I don't think you're like, you don't seem that into him or whatever, and the the contestant immediately goes on the defensive like what how can you say that of course i'm into right. it blah 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 so it was it, i will say it was refreshing at least to see this play out in a way that that seemed real yeah she owned it yeah she's like yeah damn you're right i didn't think about it that way and yeah. so uncle chris meets up with matt for a bro chat in the woods you know just some random sofas and uh you know, outdoor furniture just set up somewhere in, in the fucking forest, like always. And it's clear that Serena P is losing ground in, in Matt's mind. 
And it's time to put her on Front Street, get some answers. So he just kind of walks on over and lets himself into her room. What the fuck? Did you, did you go like, wait, that's weird. Did knock. I honestly did not even catch that. He just let himself in. <laughs> like, it was weird. And of course, she was prepped by the producers because she's like, why is there a camera crew in my room? Oh, Matt's coming over. He'll be here in 10 minutes, right? That all That's all behind the scenes. We don't get to see that. But yeah, we just follow Matt walking up to her room and he just walks right in. It's more than fear for Serena because she doesn't think that Matt is her person. And good for her for coming to that conclusion on her own. And she doesn't see a relationship with him. And Matt is just like flabbergasted. Like, wait, what the fuck? Another girl's leaving me on her own terms? Wait, this isn't the script. Right, he he is uh he's crossed up with a change up. And uh for a few seconds he just doesn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I you like can tell that. that Matt has never actually been broken up with before. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think he's been the one that's done the moving on. And when it happens to him, he's just like, Wait, that's unfortunate. That didn't see that one coming. What the fuck? But what what the fuck is up with Serena's crop top sweatshirt? What is oh, this? That's, that's all the rage now. Is this like an 80s trend that we could please not bring back? It's all the rage now. I'm telling you, like uh, my middle schooler is all about these little cropped sweatshirts. Oh, gosh. That needs to pass before my girls become of age to like actually know about fashion. Yeah. Anyway, that's a little sidebar. All right. So. Unlike other exits where the contestant promptly gets in an SUV and goes to the airport, this time Matt gets in an SUV because I guess he's at her place, her hotel. Or Yeah, I love the, uh, can I walk you out? It's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets in the car. That's awesome. You didn't think it was funny, though. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So I guess she's not immediately packing her shit and going to the airport. But I think if you fucking leave, you should immediately leave, right? Like. Get your shit, wheel it down, and take your ass into the SUV. Now, Was she's not going to come back with her family. Oh, jeez. Get a few more free days on ABC? No shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Matt's bombing in the SUV as he rides back to his fat bachelor pad with his Peloton and his weight bench. Um, and then it's time for the rose ceremony. And we have free roses. And now we have three contestants. So it's really a de facto congratulatory formality. He does give out the roses because that's really the key, right? You have to have the rose to move on to the next round. And even at the ultimate finale proposal, you still have to accept the rose. So, yeah, but you know, I will say this much. Matt was looking a little nervous handing out those roses. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I think he was a little after I mean I don't think he thought that at this point in the process that someone was going to dump him right you know so I think he was I think you know normally they go oh will you accept this rose and they know the answer is yes but I think this he's like kind of a little more timidly asking will you accept this rose like really are you sure (laughs) nothing is a given now yeah yeah the drama here from a layup rose ceremony is that Brie is vexed that she got the final rose of the three. She did not want her name to be called last. Is she right to be upset about this? 
Well, I mean, there's only three of you, so you're either first, second, or third. I mean, it, I don't think it truly matters. I, at this point, when there's three roses, I don't think it matters. I think that's silly. But, it's silly. Um, or you yeah. could say, hey, I just say the best for last, sweetie. Yeah. I, it's I dumb. Mean, it's contrived. Yeah, it's it's contrived I'm like, okay, drama. there's three roses, there's three people. Like, it's not like... It's not like he held it. It's not like Chris Harrison came in and said, okay, ladies, this is the final rose. <laughs> not here for your name called. Please take a moment and say your goodbyes. I mean, you know you're going to get one, so who gives a right. shit? Yeah, you're not being sweated out here. <laughs> three people, three roses. It's just a yeah. matter of time. I mean, so, so can we all just praise Jesus that this episode was in proper format and we ended the night with a rose ceremony? Thank you, Jesus. Finally. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> this is how so Chris Harrison atones for his sins. We are getting Women Tell All next week. Yes. I cannot wait. They're going to attack Queen. They're going to attack MJ. It's going to be good. Katie yeah. will probably get a lot of FaceTime. Yeah, I'm here for it. He will inject it's herself. got to be more excited than watching Matt and his stupid laugh. Oh, gosh. And they'll bring him out. And probably give him some layup questions. Because really, like, what what do they have on him? Um, I don't know, honestly. I wonder if Heather's going to be there. Nah. I mean, maybe believing what's her, uh, believing Quinn, a queen about Marilyn, Mary, Mary Lynn. Yeah, yeah. That's the girl he sent home based on Queen's... I don't know, shit-talking. Yeah, possibly. Maybe, and I give him crap about that. Why'd you believe her? And not give Marilyn, you know, a benefit of the doubt. That's the only Think thing. Sarah's going to be there? Oh, of course. A little publicity whore. Yeah. Sarah will not miss her additional five minutes to try to get to that bigger TV network. I agree. Should be spicy. Yeah, hey, I mean, the women... Gave us the drama this season, and they will continue to do so. And it makes for, if nothing else, more entertaining television than what we get on a weekly basis with Matt and his uh, girlfriends. And I meant – you're absolutely right. And I meant to look. Was was Chris Harrison shown in any of those clips of Women Tell All? Uh, I think he was, yes. Okay. So there's no, there's yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's pre – I'm pretty sure that's pre-recorded, so – Really? All, even okay. I don't know. I'm wonder. I'm wondering. I thought, they would, I thought they would record it somewhere in the last week because they want the contestants to watch the season back in real time so that they can comment on what made the final cut, right? Those events. So it's got to be within the last two weeks they filmed that thing. So when, whenever the Chris Harrison drama broke, which was two weeks ago, right? Maybe. They might have just finished filming that. And then the whole shit fell out with uh, Rachel Lindsay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm Googling now because I'm honestly <laughs> curious now. Look at you. Uh, doing, the, doing the legwork. Yeah. So he's not hosting after the final rose. Uh Yeah, I think he, 
I think he, of course, there was, it looks like there were several articles that came up that said that, um, that women tell all may not air because he hosted it when it was pre-recorded and that, um, and that because, you know, because of all the, the drama surrounding Chris, that they weren't going to air it. Obviously they have decided to air it with Chris hosting. Um, but now they are looking for hosts for after the final rose. Uh, I see someone, uh, I see someone has mentioned, uh, Michael Strahan. Ooh, so we see along our lines, right on. Ah, that would make me so happy. Put Stray up there, Stray and Becca as a co-host. Yeah, that'd be great. I think they would do really well together. Um, Let's see. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not seeing anything saying that he is not. I think he I think it was pre-recorded. Yeah. Yeah. They already had it backed up prior could, to um, the shit hitting the fan. Yep, so, yep. Yeah. 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 So the first break that they can do this is after the final. Makes sense. Makes sense. And they leave. They leave the, the season on a on a fresh note, a, a non Chris Harrison tone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. um. Uh, that's probably wise of them. So. Okay. Well, I'm here for it next week. Women tell all. Come on, Queenie. Don't disappoint me, baby. I don't think she will. I saw some big old tears on that teaser. Yeah. So. Bless her. I'm here. Heart. I'm here for Katie, though. I'm here for Katie, not not Queen. Uh, I think Queen will give us the drama, but Katie's gonna give us the clever quips. Love me some Katie. Yeah. Yeah. If well, only she wear those glasses. Oh. Love her. <laughs> She's not gonna wear the glasses, glasses on, fuck, on the women's Come on. Her, her, and Rachel <laughs> can rock those glasses. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> thanks for tuning in once again this week, and uh, we look forward to talking to y'all next week after the women tell all drama. Uh, as usual. Check us out on social media. It's FS Pillow Talk on Instagram and Twitter and Fantasy Sweet Pillow Talk on Facebook. Yep. Mask up, everybody. Stay safe out there. And we will break down all the drama that will happen on Women Tell All next week. See y'all next week. See ya.